Hey, have you ever had a conversation with someone and it feels like you two are talking about the completely different things, but it's really the same topic? It's very, very strange, right? <laughs> I'm going to show you a great visual example of why that is.、Um, I have a great marketing approach that is Zoo in San Diego, I believe it was San Diego,、um, recently promoted. It's absolutely genius.、Um, and if you've ever done any traveling and you've been faced with having to have an onward ticket, I'm going to show you how to get around that problem. It's really, a, it's really a pain. And the last part is I'm going to show you an amazing island, a little tiny island. It's beautiful.、Um, In, in northern Italy. So let's get into it. So the first thing is let's say that I had you walk into a room, and the room is circular with a, with a bunch of doors around it. And I say, open this door, walk through it, and look, look at the, the object in the middle of the room. What do you see? And you say, well, you know, it looks, it's, th- it's three different rings. It looks kind of like,、um, like an archery target. I go, okay, that, that's fine. And then I say, okay, you, you stay there. And then the next person, I have someone, let's say that there's a door, let's say 45 degrees down. I say, okay, that person, come in. And I ask that person, hey, when you see this, what do you, what do you see? And they go, well, it looks like three rings that are sort of overlapping, and the one to the, to the left is bigger, and then it's smaller, and then it's smaller. And you go, what are you talking about? Those are three perfectly sized rings. And they go, no, they're overlapping, they're ovals, they're not, they're not circles. Right? But it's going to get even weirder in a second. So, what if, let's say, 45, more 45 degrees more down, someone else opens the door and they come in and say, okay, tell me what you see. And they go, well, I see three lines.、Um, the line on the left is larger. The, the middle line is a little smaller. The line on the right is a little smaller than that. And then chaos will probably、uh, ensue because you'll say, no, those are three perfectly sized rings not touching each other. You know,、uh, basically centered. And the, the person next to you go, no, they're rings overlapping. And the person at the end will go, no, they're not even rings or circles. What are you guys talking about? They're lines. And here's why. Because these, in this example right here, let's say that these are three different rings suspended magically, because this is an imaginary thing here, magically suspended in the middle of the room. And they're different sizes and they're, they're separated a little bit. So, when you come in that first door, you see three perfect circles aligned right in the middle. And you go, Yes, that's, that is the truth. That is what I am seeing here. The person next to you, they go, No, I see three different rings because they're looking at it at a different angle. And this is a three dimensional object here. And the person at the end, you know, they, they went, let's say, 90 degrees from where you were. They're only seeing the side of these rings. So, that's why they say it only looks like lines. And in, in life, you know, life, life is 3D. So if you can imagine if something as simple as three different little rings would cause this type of confusion, because all three of you are going to think that you're seeing the same, they're going to think that you're seeing the truth, I should say. And that's what you're speaking. You're speaking the truth. When you say there's three rings, you honestly believe that. But when the person, let's say 90 degrees down, says, no, they're three different lines, they honestly believe that. And that's where I think a lot of confusion and conflict comes in. But I hope that visualization of these rings in a three dimensional space as you're moving around helps because、uh, sometimes some conversations, you might not know why you're struggling in certain conversations. And, and that's why we're each looking at things a little differently. Okay, let's move on here. I was in、um, Lisbon. For a layover. And as I was walking, they actually, it's like a mall inside there. And I saw this part underneath the escalator, which is typically either enclosed or there's just nothing there. 
the the owners of the mall rented out this space to Mercedes and they have a Mercedes car in it. I was like, wow, that's amazing. That's, you know, they I'm assuming at some point that was unused space, not making any money, not being useful. Someone saw the potential there. And then they said, you know what, let's rent that out to Mercedes. Thought it was genius. And you're going to see a pattern here. I also, so I'm in Spain right now. And there's this parking lot that uh, my wife and I would go for a walk. And it's a really big parking lot. And it's typically uh, mostly empty. Maybe it was 10% full, 5% full. But one time that we went for a walk there, they had all these vendors set up and these rows of vendors selling their goods. You know, um, some people were selling produce, some these vases, some other handmade goods, some clothes, whatever. So the owner of this parking lot, you know, for the most part, that was unused potential, but someone said, hey, let's rent this out to all these vendors and charge, I'm assuming they're charging these vendors and making some money from this parking lot. So it's another example of unused potential here. I hope you're seeing a pattern. And so the next thing I want to show you is an absolutely amazing promotion by the, oh, the San, not San Diego, I said San Diego. It was San Antonio, the San Antonio Zoo. Watch Here's this. a story that has a lot of folks clicking this morning. This. It's back for its third year, the San Antonio Zoo hosting its Cry Me a Cockroach fundraiser. You'll yeah. once again be able to buy and name a cockroach after your ex for five bucks. The zoo will then feed the insect to one of its animals. The feeding will even be live streamed on the zoo's Facebook page on Valentine's Day. You can also pay a little bit more and name a rat to be fed to a reptile. The zoo even offers a herbivore option for vegetarian animals. You can find more information on the zoo's website. While we're talking about the zoo, let's take okay. a look at some of the other animals. You get the idea, right? The whole idea here is that to find the unused potential in your organization that you're not utilizing yet. So, for example, the, the, the airport looks like a mall. You know, they saw the unused potential underneath that escalator. The parking lot that I walk by all the time, I think it's a hotel, maybe. They saw unused potential there, and now they're renting it out and generating some revenue from it. And of course, you know, they were going to feed these animals, these the cockroaches and, and the lettuce and the rats and all. They were going to do that anyway. But someone had the great idea, said, hey, why don't we try and market this as something kind of funny, kind of viral, you know, name it after an X and then you feed it to an animal and it's live streamed. It's a genius promotion. So where in your organization do you have unused potential? Like, look, look in the back room, look in the closets, look, do you have a parking lot? That's a, that's a great one. You know, do you have, let's say, um, a, a commercial van that you're not really using right now? Why don't you take that van and I don't know, you know, take with your logo, your, your organization logo on it, why don't you drive old folks to the, the doctor's office or to pick up their prescription or something like that? Whatever you can do to, to utilize what you have in your organization, there's, there's bound to be unused potential there. So the next time you get together and you're going to brainstorm, think, you know, where's the unused potential that we could harness here? All right, let's go. So if you're familiar with, uh, I talk about travel all the time, and one thing that you might not know if you don't do a lot of travel is sometimes some countries, not all of them, some countries require you to have an onward ticket before they'll even let you into their country. So what that means is you cannot even get on the plane to go to that country unless you have a ticket out of that country. Does that make sense? The problem is we go, my wife and I, we go to countries for three months at a time. I don't know where I'm going to want to go in, in three months. 
So I have no idea. I don't have a ticket somewhere else. So how do I get around this? How do I get on the plane? Well, there's a service called Onward Ticket. I've used it many times, highly recommend it. And on their website, it says, get a verified flight reservation within 60 seconds. Lightning fast, verified booking, flexible delivery. So here's what I do. If I know that we're going to go to a country like that, literally in the airport, you know, now, of course, you could. You could take the time and, like, actually find uh, find, find the, the right time, find an airport, find where you want to go. You could, could do all that, but that takes some more time. And then you have to cancel the reservation because what are the chances you're going to want to go there in three months? This handles all that. You basically say, okay, like, for example, let's say I'm, I'm going to be leaving Madrid on uh, March 15th. And I'm going to go, let's just say, to New York City. It doesn't matter. These countries don't necessarily care where you go. They just want you out on a certain day. You just plug in those two things. I think you pay maybe $14. It figures out the flights. It figures out the routes. It gives you a confirmation and automatically cancels it after 48 hours. You don't have to do anything. It's such a time saver. And so, for example, it says here, continuous traveler. It's never been easier. I guess that's another word, you know, digital nomad, continuous traveler, whatever it is. But if you if you live a kind of life like this and you, you constantly go from country to country, use Onward Ticket. It saved me so much headache. And it's only, like I said, I think it's $14. It's, it's great. Okay. Talking about travel. Now, there's this island in a lake in northern Italy. It's very close. And I actually have some notes on my phone because it's, it's spectacular. On northern Italy, on Lake Ma- Maggiore, Maggior, I'm sure I'm screwing it up, whatever, it took 400 years to build the structures on this island. There's, uh, there's an incredible art gallery, 130 paintings, and um, outside, it, it looks like, like a James Bond villain's hideout, right? It has these incredible gardens, this incredible architecture. So it says statues, obelisks, and fountains are perfectly integrated. This is from the website. Perfectly integrated together with the vegetation of 10 scenic terraces, at the top of which rises a statue of a unicorn, the heraldic symbol of the Borromeo family. I'm assuming that's the family that made this. But these gardens are so intricate and so beautiful. And there's even a family of white peacocks that live on this island. That's incredible. And it's been going on for so, and been so popular for so long. Um, people like, and I have a list here, Napoleon, that, that Napoleon, um, Emperor Leopold II of Habsburg, whatever that is, the King and Queen of Sardinian, uh, Queen, Queen Victoria of England in 1879, not the one that just died, I'm assuming your grandmother. I don't know. But important people, um, kings and queens of Italy and Belgium and even Charles and Diana and people that have written amazing works of art, uh, Goethe, Stendhal, Dumas, and even Hemingway have gone here. And actually, Hemingway, the last few chapters, <clears throat> excuse me, Hemingway, the last few chapters of A Farewell to Arms is set right here. Absolutely incredible place. If you do go there, let me know how it is. I haven't been there. I just saw this online. I thought it was fantastic. I wanted to share. Once again, talking about travel. If travel is something that you would like to do and maybe you haven't, well, my wife and I have been traveling for three years and we're in the process of writing a book about our travels. Like I said, we're sort of classified as digital nomads or continuous travelers. And so we've seen some incredible things and dealt with some really awful things and we're documenting it all. And it's going to be a really fun book to read when it's ready. Watch this show. We'll let you know when it's ready. So thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. 